Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. My name is Max. I'm here with my fantastic co-hosts, Bart and Alex. Hello. Bonjour, Renaud. <laughs> well, I'd say, uh, what is it? Bom dia, since I am in Portugal this week, reliving our um, incredible time in Lisbon from five years ago, which is also a wild number to think about. <laughs> I mean... I feel like you're just there. How can you relive an experience when literally no one, like, no Eurovision person nor us are there? <laughs> I guess it's less reliving and more reminiscing about what maybe the four best nights of my life at that <laughs> club. <laughs> that that sounds more like it, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't think you're reliving it. How are, How's the pasta de nada? Oh my god, I ate like eight of them today. <laughs> or the potatoes <laughs> baba. <laughs> I ate a lot of those yesterday. <laughs> I also eaten a lot of bacalao since I've been here. So <laughs> I really am reliving our trip in some Delicious. in some ways. <laughs> you need to get stuck in Casablanca on the way back though, for like the full experience. <laughs> who knows? It might still happen. I'm not even flying through Casablanca, but who knows? <laughs> Bring me back some Vino Verde, please. Yes, will do. But uh, unfortunately, we are not talking about Portugal this week. Instead, we have a we do have a big week for you guys. We're going to be going over some heavy hitters this week. We're going to go over Austria, Israel, the UK, and, of course, Sweden. We've had a really uneven weeks this year. Like, I feel like some weeks are crazy and then other weeks are total duds. We need to work on that as, like, the producer. Even it out a little bit. In the order that they are released. That is, that's always how we do it. So some weeks are just duds. It just happens. We're so sorry, listeners. That's a production choice. I'm just going to say, <laughs> even if you're going to act like you're not responsible. It sounds like, it sounds like we, we could change things for the better, you know? Okay. Well, I'll take that under advisement. It's like, we all love the, we, we all love the first season White Lotus song until the second season came out. And, like, did that me- make us like first season less? No, but the artistic choice in the second one was just so perfect. Like, we need to strive for perfect, Max. We? <laughs> what work do you, you do? need to strive for greatness. <laughs> perfect is too high of a bar for anyone on this podcast. We could get the technology to work 10 minutes ago to record this, because Max's camera's broken. He almost had to record in the bathroom. I did almost have to record in the bathroom. The Wi-Fi in this five-star hotel room is shit, so alas. Hear hear that, Americans? Your taxpayer dollars are going to Max getting a five-star hotel room in Lisbon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> All right. Let's get started. We're going to go over to Austria, where Taya and Selena dropped one of the most uh, anticipated tracks of the year. It's called Where the Hell is Edgar? Let's take a listen. Oh, my God. You're such a good writer. Oh, it's not me. It's Edgar. Who the hell is Edgar? There's a ghost in my body and he is a lyricist. It is Edgar Allan Poe. Don't know how he possessed me, but I'm happy that he 
I just, like, will never understand how they landed on Edgar Allan Poe, like, of, like, I guess his name is catchy. Um, I'm, like, so confused. I feel like this is a real shout-out to us, because Edgar Allan Poe is, like, a Baltimore connection, which is, like, kind of DC, so, like, really, it's, like, all coming home to us, um, here. But I really enjoy this. I think it's very catchy. I think it's very fun. I know some people feel like it's too much of, like, a TikTokification of Eurovision, but I feel like it is in, like, a fun way. Like, I don't know. I think it's, like, still catchy. They definitely don't take themselves too seriously. Like, again, just, like, a bizarre concept, but, like, they kind of make it work. I don't know. Some of, like, like, the operatic effects and, like, the vocal, like, layering and stuff, like, is really fun in a way that I think I really enjoy and enjoy listening to. So... I'm on board. We love you. Keep it up. I just think it's so emblematic of this year in that it's like this just like truly wacky song that kind of goes everywhere. And it's like a weird concept. There's a like a little dance associated with it, like very much that TikTokification, I think in a positive way. But it is that kind of TikTokification moment. But at the same time, it's like it's got all these layers to like artists aren't paid enough and women aren't listened to and not given enough credit. And like. It's got so many layers, and it's, like, yeah, emblematic of this year, but also, I think, just, like, a perfect package. Like, I just, it brings me so much joy. It's so fun. I have a smile on my face every time I just think of, like, Pope, 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 Pope. It's, it's great. <laughs> I have, I really love this. It's fantastic. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the staging. Um, I think that that's going to be really fun, really fun to to see because uh, we're watching the music video, so um, you know, really don't know how how all this comes together live. But um, I completely agree with everything you guys have said. Like it's been, it, it's a really fun and vibrant song, and they are just really funny. But also, like it has amazing components in it. So I'm a hundred percent for this song. I feel like I, I haven't seen like the pre-party footage of them singing it, but the like videos they have of them like trying to sing it and then they just crack up laughing. <laughs> so it's like incredibly relatable content, but at the same time I'm like, are they going to do that at Eurovision and will I love it or not? It, like it's possible that they just like burst out laughing on stage and I'll be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if they end up cracking up on stage, I, th- then they're gonna have some issues, I think. But it's it's cute that they that they're doing it like going up to it. It's just good vibes. <laughs> Agreed. It's like a happy song and a mix of. It's like weird happy. We've had like you know like anti-war happy. We've had like sex weird. No, sorry, like anti-war weird, sexy weird, I don't know weird. This is just like fun weird. We haven't had that yeah. one yet, I don't think. The whole spectrum of weird is happening this year. I'm into it. All right, let us move on to Israel. So Israel is sending one of their biggest pop stars, Noah Carell, with the song Unicorn. Let's take a listen. I'm gonna stand in like a unicorn.
Okay, so <laughs> this is I counted five different songs in this song. <laughs> like just and none of them have anything to do with each other. And I feel like I like them all individually, and I wish they were five separate songs and not this conglomeration that doesn't make any sense together. And listen, I'm all for weird production that like tries to like combine different elements and like goes weird places and everything, but at least it has to be cohesive. There is zero cohesion in this. So I don't, I actually don't know how I feel because I feel like, again, I like every single element in here, especially like that dance break at the end, which is also like, is it a break if it's at the end? I don't know. That's, it's so weird. (laughs) Just production wise, it is just as wacky as anything else that we have this year, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I just felt like Mary when she was like, want to see me, Dad? I was like, me? I didn't say anything. <laughs> want to see me, Dad? Want to see me, Dad? <laughs> no, I don't know what the hell is going on. I agree with you. It's like 500 songs in one. In some ways, I like, I don't know how I feel about it. I need to like listen to it more. I can't tell if I like or dislike it. I'm like really not sure, which I feel like is new for me. What baffles me the most is that the two verses are completely different. They're just entirely different melodies. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I've decided that if she does come out looking like that was a centaur, not a unicorn, but whatever. But if she comes out looking like that, then yeah, I'll give Israel points. (laughs) Merge her with a horse. Give it points for sure. I definitely don't think she's going to come out looking like that. But I do think that, like, what could tie this all together is, like, a really great performance, which I feel like she could give. Like, listening to a dance break isn't that enjoyable. Like, honestly, even listening to the slow-mo dance break is, like, it's fine, but, like, it's something else when it's performed. I think that that's why on this one, like, I really don't like the dance break. Like, I kind of like the verses, I think the chorus is, like, okay. I mean, I think there are, like, two different choruses, um, so if it, if it can be called that. I feel like the dance break has a weird, like, K-pop sound in a way that, like, sounds a little incongruous with the rest of it, but in a way that, like, definitely, like, could work with the right staging. And Israel typically does kind of, like, know how to stage things, and clearly because she is a big star, I feel like that could have a lot of potential. But, yeah, I think this goes... Even if it is a more, like, poppy sound, I think it goes in the same category as some other things that's, like, it's less of a song, more of a performance. I have to, like, hold off on commentary until I see the performance. I can fully see this going a full, like, either Eleni Ferreira or Chanel kind of uh, performance mode, which would be very exciting, and I think that would be an incredible thing to see. But I think... The song is just impossible to listen to as like a piece of music, so I don't know how much of a life it would have after the contest, but listen, this like you said, this performance could be fucking stellar, and I think our jaws could be on the floor uh, after after the performance in Liverpool, for all we know. I mean, she seemed like she got some skills in that video, but the song by itself is not really super fascinating. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I agree that it's, like, Fuego and Slow Mo were more, like, more coherent songs. So, like, this one does kind of come off all over the place. But then, I don't know, like, even some, I feel like some songs like that, like Chameleon, I ended up really liking. And then some other songs just, like, were, like, what the fuck is going on on stage. So, I will give her the benefit of the doubt that she will have the power of the unicorn for now. <laughs> she is certainly a unicorn on this Eurovision stage, especially when it comes to songs, if we can call it that. I do have to disagree, though, and say that, like, the do you want to see me dance part is, like, by far the best part and is, like, kind of iconic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that, like, I want to be in, this, in the hall for, like, that moment. Because I feel like people are, like, if, like, if there's a big, really good dance break coming, like, people are going to go apeshit. Maybe if she said it, like, one time less, you know? <laughs> like... But also, I'm in my apartment by myself. So maybe that's the vibe that's like, uh, with my AirPods in. Like, girly, no, I'm not dancing right now. I don't know. It's very hurricane. Like, one, two, girls, come on. <laughs> yeah, my favorite song. Also, Alex, no one wants to see you dance. We want to see Noah Corral dance. <laughs> wow. <Whoa. laughs> uh, people Oof. love to see me dance, Bart. I have multiple dance degrees. I am a dance expert. Let's move okay. on. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to another extremely hotly anticipated entry. The UK, who came in second last year, um, due for a... Uh, Eurovision glow up, hopefully on a more permanent basis, is sending May Muller with a song. I wrote a song. Let's take a listen. he enjoy this it just like is giving all the good parts of like modern british pop it's like not particularly original i know like the self-referential like wrote a song thing is like i don't want to say overdone but it's like a little too cheeky for its own good but like i feel like that's what britain should be in eurovision like that's kind of what we want like the spoken like the spoken interlude like very kind of just like funny, not taking itself too seriously, but just feels very, very like radio friendly in a way that's like, um, I feel like Max described it as like off brand Dua Lipa, which I feel like is like a little cold, but like not the most untrue, but like very good. I like if this is the direction the UK is going in, I'm all here for it. I think this easily gets points from me. I want to like listen to it again, I want to sing along. I like. Well done, May Muller. 
Less off-brand Dua Lipa and more like first album Dua Lipa, but not new rules Dua Lipa. Does that make sense? <laughs> like other tracks off of first album Dua Lipa. Like, and sure. I, yeah, I really love this. Like it's, I think this is just what we've always wanted the UK to send because this is what British pop is. And British pop is like a very known quantity, a thing that we want to hear. Like, there's this long tradition of like British pop stars who like have one song <laughs> to hit in the US and we never hear from them again, but they're a big deal in Britain. Like, you know, you got your Jesse J's, your like Cheryl Coles, or whoever else, right? Like it's Dude, you are gonna get so much hate for that. Do not slander Cheryl Cole like that. <laughs> and it's just Cheryl now. It is just Cheryl now. Oh, my bad. <laughs> All, like, the two artists that you mentioned are, like, very big, not one-hit wonders, like... In the UK, <laughs> not in the US. <laughs> no, like, I know, from the UK. Like, that's those what I'm are saying. not one-hit wonders. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's this, like, at least for the, like, an American audience, it's, like, all these, like, British divas who have exactly one song in the US that, like, went big, and then we never heard from them again. Um, Like, you know... Rita Ora will be performing at Eurovision this year as an interval act, but Rita Ora is also one of those pop stars who, like, we maybe hear one song from her in the U.S. like ever, but she's actually a big deal. But uh, this is like, you just only listen to metal music, Max. <laughs> Jesse J, I'll like kind of allow, um, but the rest of these we need we need to talk about like your British girly knowledge. Um, as like a proper gay, like you need to be doing better. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but I will say that I think most people who are not perhaps proper gays will agree with me on this one. <laughs> um anyway, uh I'm just happy that they're finally sending like a good British pop diva and I'm here for it. And I'm excited for what this what may Muller will be post Eurovision maybe she'll get like a hit song in the u.s and then we'll forget about her <laughs> no. she kind of had a hit song in the u.s already but that's beside the point <laughs> fine keep shaming me I have anything to add i feel like we got like all sides of the spectrum and here i am like ready to slam down the final the final verdict, the one that will just solidify her name in in history. And um, my opinion is, I mean, for the UK, this is amazing. Like this is the the song that would make them win, but the UK doesn't win. <laughs> we should tell you enough. Like if this song were from any other country, we'd be like, what? But because it's from the UK, I'm I'm proud of it. So good job, guys. I don't know. I'd be excited if any other country sent this too. But we'd be like, oh yeah, it's like this like British pop girly, and we wish the UK would send stuff like this. <laughs> this is probably what our commentary would be. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, like if Sweden sent this, we'd be like, wait, really, really Sweden? Come on. I mean, it's still a bop. I kind of disagree yes, with but that. Yes, it's but it's a pop, but it's not like the, like, like, like the bop bop. Like, it's, I mean, like the notes in the background, like, it's the most simple 
you felt like you've heard it because it's like seven songs that you already know. Yeah. How do you feel about Breaking My Heart by Riley right now, Alex? <laughs> um, that song is amazing. <laughs> oh, no. It's gonna win. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it, my ears aren't bleeding and I don't skip it, but I'm not like, I don't know the lyrics by heart yet. So we're somewhere in the in between. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we can agree on congratulations to the UK for doing the thing that we wanted you to do. You can still do better, I guess, but also this is still pretty good. So I'm not mad about this, even remotely. I mean, they're going to get some points. I think they're not going to get zero points, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to get some points. Yeah. I'm really I'm really happy for you, too. You deserve some points when it's hosted in Liverpool. The only way you were going to get Eurovision there was war somewhere else. So, like, kudos oh to you, but... <laughs> All right, Okay, well, let's move on to, I'm sure, the topic we've all been waiting for. Sweden is once again sending the famed Lorraine of Euphoria fame uh, to Eurovision, our one-time winner, and so far the favorite to win again. Let's take a listen to Tattoo. dancing is perfect like she was like almost crying when she was performing it like it was so beautiful the song is like huh but then she performs it and all of a sudden it's like fucking fantastic like no like no notes like she knows how to do Eurovision (laughs) I mean I have a lot of thoughts on this like I have a lot of thoughts and none of them are like, this is bad or anything. Like this is objectively an incredible performance, right? Like I think she does, she's doing Laureen, but to me, this is just euphoria part two. Like even the staging is like, obviously it's like different conceptually, but she's also just like belting out, you know, a loud chorus and also kind of doing mildly interpretive dance. Like it's essentially the same thing. And it's been 11 years like it's why are we <laughs> back to this we're literally in our throwback era Max. like this is all we want we yeah, want no. this we want bejeweled clothing and flared pants like we were all asking for this and the queen just delivered it's not a throwback if it's literally like like okay so euphoria like objectively just like transformed Eurovision entirely and like 
started off an entire new era of the song contest that we are just coming out of. So it's not really a throwback. It's just doing the same thing that you did in 2012. And like, it just, it would be very unfortunate to me if this won. Like, and again, this is nothing bad to do day, with like, bad day. It's mm, okay. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> this is nothing to do with like Laureen or like anything against her because she's just doing Clearly what Laureen does. does doing it really but well. You're it's terrible. What? Stop being terrible. You're being wrong and terrible. And I'm just you asking want this to win. Stop. I'm saying that would I be disappointed if it did? No, this is this is a fucking bomb performance. If she'd never shown up with Euphoria and Sweden dropped this, I'd be I'd be wet. I'd be like, hell yeah. This is I mean it's sad. I would I wouldn't be wet, but like it, it's a, everything about it is good. You're just mad because she won before. You weren't mad when Alexander Hupak was back with his dumbass song. Like, I at least when Marines coming back with something that's good. Scandies deserve to come back if they bring their A-game, and she brought her A-game. I just think it would be, like, in the year that is, like, wacky as hell... And we're, I would say we are in a new era of Eurovision where we're rewarding something other than just like polished Swedish songwriting. Like, it would be unfortunate to me if this one. I would say, I would say I like mostly align with Max, but I don't think it would be that unfortunate if it won. Which I think like, for me, I have like the most nitpickiest note on this, which is that like I feel like the tattoo metaphor is really overdone, and the way she sings "You're Stuck on Me Like a Tattoo" really grates me. But the rest of the song, I think, is perfect. Like, I think like the staging is, the staging is obviously amazing. Like the bridge, I think, is amazing. Like I actually have been pretty cold on the song. Like performance aside, and I think it's grown on me. So I do think that there are aspects of it that are like really well done. I mean, I think that like she's a strong contender, and if she won, I wouldn't be that unhappy for her because I think she is like I would like I think she's kind of queen of Eurovision vibe. I think it is very similar, but it is still just like so technically flawless, and she still does bring that emotion. The one thing I do think is that like the odds that a lot of people have her as like the by far and away favorite to win, and I just don't see that as much. Like I think oh, we've no. been, yeah, I think I we've been in this world that. before where like there's the perfectly written Swedish pop. Like to me, like Benjamin and Grosso's staging was like also very, very incredible, one of the best of his year, and like that did not do hot with the televote. Like I think that like we've been here before. I think that like if it did end up winning, I wouldn't be heartbroken about it i'd be like i think she deserves it i think it's like probably is just like one of the most like technically flawless songs that we have this year but at the same time like i don't think it's a shoe in to win and i definitely won't be heartbroken for laureen if like something that is a little bit more interesting kind of takes it away okay so i'm more i'm more in line with that where like i feel like uh, if it did, I'd be like, honestly, yeah, like you understood the assignment and you brought it and people are just showing that like after all these years, you can still bring it. And like that magic is just felt. Um, but at the same time, like you were saying, I would not be heartbroken either if 
she didn't get it. I'd be heartbroken if she got zero points. I wouldn't be heartbroken if she didn't get it. I would be okay with her like being a solid middle. Um, I am probably going to give my 12 points to something that's a little more quirky this year. But for Lorene and for now, she gave exactly what she had to give to get her 12 points. If she's going to get it. I mean, I think this will like easily come top five. Like I think there's no doubt that this is going to be do really well. Um, I also think it's not necessarily a shoe in to win. I think among the fandom, like obviously we worship Laureen as a queen of Eurovision, but I think your casual Eurovision viewer, like if they remember Euphoria at all, are going to be like, Oh yeah, she's back. That's nice. Like it's like, it's not like Euphoria was like the biggest hit in Europe, like for, years and years right it's like it's not as i think regular viewers don't necessarily have like the same nostalgia that we do for euphoria also Um, quick question who is who is higher up on the mantle queen of the kings or queen of eurovision like there's (laughs) two queens going on right now and it's like the scandy queens at that like what what do we make of this (laughs) <laughs> and that actually three candy queens. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, but I will say the one thing I would enjoy about Lorene winning is that finally Sweden will like unseat Ireland as the record holder. They'll match both Ireland's win record and have it uh, the record for having someone win twice. Um, which I think, <laughs> given Ireland's performance over the last. 20 plus years they no longer deserve that crown and i'm here for sweden to take it from them unless ireland ups their game but yeah i think what i said earlier about it i think it would be unfortunate if she wins for me because i think it's just kind of rewarding something that we've already seen as opposed to rewarding something new but you know if she wins she wins and then we get to crown Lorraine. it's not like she doesn't deserve it as like a person. I just kind of wish it was with a better song in a different year. <laughs> I was say, I mean, I think just like the one thing I would like argue on that is like I think it is really more a testament to like the longevity and staying power of Euphoria and how modern it felt like when it was released and how modern it still feels that it feels like this song is like going backwards because like to me this song still feels like perfectly modern and contemporary and like of the time like it doesn't feel like going back at all. Like, I think that that's just, like, I think that that, it is, like, I mean, again, which I think it'll be interesting to see how, like, as someone who isn't as attached to Euphoria reacts, but I think it is hard for the fandom to, like, disentangle, like, their love of Laureen, and also just, like, you did make, like, one of the songs that has fully been, like, the one of the favorite Eurovision songs for, like, a decade in every fan poll. Like, it's very hard to, like, shake that off, and I think that, like, she did a surprisingly good job at it with this attempt i think that's a really good point i think euphoria in many ways was ahead of its time even though i wouldn't say like even in 2012 that it was like groundbreaking as a song but it is very timeless in a way that is um yeah that i mean it's shown itself to be timeless right and then like you said like that style still feels very contemporary and modern even if like it does stand out from this year because it is just kind of like a solidly produced Swedish pop song with someone who's really, which is like a really excellent performer at its heart who gives it, it really elevates it. Um, yeah. So 
I mean, good job, Loreen. Like, she's doing Loreen. She's giving it 100%, and we love her for it. But it's not my 12 points. <laughs> I love how this was just, like, the week of bops, and we've had the week of weird, and it's just been it's been an interesting era. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting year for sure. And, I mean, we still have one more week to go, so we'll have the last five entries for you next week. Uh, in the meantime, you still have a chance to have your voice heard in our Star Spangled Jury. So feel free to send us your top 10 to either our email, um, starspangledurivision at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Twitter at SSE underscore pod, just your top 10 by May 1st, and you will be included in our jury, which will be revealed in our preview episode two weeks from now. Uh, so on that note, thank you guys for listening. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at SSE underscore pod. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.